Hi, my name is Garjola and this is my first attempt to record a podcast. In this episode I will describe how I started with computers and what uh, led me to use uh, open source and, and free software in my life. I started with computers when I was rather young. I was something like 9 or 10 years old and my uncle gave me a Commodore 16K which uh, he had won in a, a TV show about uh, science and computing and these kind of things in the in the early 80s. And, uh, well, he gave me this computer, but just a computer without any peripheral, any games, because at, at that time computers were sold with a set of cassettes with games. So he gave me the computer without any other information than the user manual and a set of magazines that he had compiled uh, during some months, uh, magazines about programming. And at the time, the main way to, to program a computer was, was to use BASIC. So I started to playing with this computer, which was plugged into a, a black and white TV, a spare one which, which I found at home. And so I started to just copying lines of code from, from these magazines that my uncle had gave me. I, I didn't really understand what I was doing. I was just copying things and then running the, the programs. And since I had no peripheral, I had no way to, to save, to store my program. So every time I wanted to use a, a program from the magazine, I had to write it from the beginning to the end, execute it. And then when I stopped the computer, the program went away. So this was my my, my beginning uh, with computing, and then uh, several years after that, maybe a couple of years only after that, um, the same uncle gave me a ZX Spectrum 48K, because he was at the time just buying a PC, the first PC in, in, in the whole family. So he gave me the, the ZX Spectrum 48K, with which I, I used in the same, more or less in the same way that I had been using the Commodore 60K. The difference with this one is that you didn't have to, to buy a special cassette recorder uh, in order to, to save your programs. You could uh, plug any, any kind of cassette recorder and I, I started using a very, a very simple Walkman that I, that I had at home. So this time I could store my programs and I started to write more complex programs and even programs imagined by myself. I remember one that I did which was reproducing my handwritten signature on the screen. And the way I did to, to do that was drawing pixel by pixel on the screen my handwritten signature. In order to be sure that the result was very close to my signature, I started by, by writing by hand on the screen uh, of the TV that I use as a monitor for the computer. Uh, so I, I, I spend my time doing this kind of things. And also the ZX uh, Spectrum could be programmed in assembler. I don't really remember how it worked because when you booted the computer you, you, what you got was a basic uh, prompt. But, but I, I remember that there was a way to, to program in assembler. So I, I started programming in assembler also with this computer. And I should say a couple of years after that, my, the same uncle again convinced my father to, to buy me a PC. Uh, we're talking here about uh, the mid-80s or the end of the 80s. I, I don't really remember when it was. So I went to the computer store with my, my uncle. And then at the time, you, you didn't really buy, a, say, a built computer. 
what you you went to the store and you selected the the different parts of the computer and uh, the guy at the store would build the computer for you so I bought my first PC which had 512 k of RAM no hard disk two floppy disks a monochrome screen a green screen I remember and when I went home with this and this uh, this was uh, completely different because you couldn't boot the computer just like that you had to insert a floppy disk on the, on the first floppy unit boot the computer this floppy disk would contain your operating system at the time it was a DOS I don't know which version it, it was and then from then on you could load programs from the from floppy disk so I, I used to have my operating system on the first floppy and then use the second floppy to load programs, store programs and so I continued programming in basic but this time uh, the basic was not part of the OS itself but as it had been for the ZX Spectrum or for the Commodore I had to use a, a basic interpreter that I had to, to load so uh, then I, I started to understand that a computer had an operating system and then you could load programs on it thing, this is a thing that I didn't understand when I was working with uh, the other first two computers so I started programming GW basic and through the years I started to upgrade the PC and just continue programming with uh, with basic uh, building interesting programs. I remember that I uh, had built a program to guess so that the user would think of a, of a name of an animal and then the, the computer using very basic if then questions would try to guess the, the animal that the user had thought of. So my uncle told me about uh, this uh, graphical user interface called Windows and I remember at the time you launched Windows manually from DOS and, and, and started working like this but without really understanding what I was doing I didn't really have a project to work on I was at the time 15 years old, 16 years old so I, I don't really remember Then for, for several years I, I really uh, more or less stopped to use uh, using the computer and then when I was at the university I started learning Pascal a little bit of C then a little bit of C++ but without really understanding I remember at the time that I would use Turbo Pascal or Turbo C you know to build some programs and well but without really really uh, understanding that there was an OS there was a compiler there was uh, all these different parts well I, I had uh, let's say lectures about this kind of thing so I, I theoretically understood what it was but but uh, there was a gap between between theory and, and and reality and then when I was in my fourth year at the university uh, a friend of mine told me uh, about Linux uh, Linux was this kind of thing that was more or less the same kind of thing that we had on the workstations at the computer lab we, we had some Sun workstations at the computer lab at the university but for me there was, it was two different things one thing was working at, at the PC and to do some word processing or things like this another thing was working with the workstation which was connected to the network because at that time of course the, the PCs were not connected to the network there was no internet at home so well the, at the time I, I was I was living on the, on the campus of the university and we had Ethernet access were connected to the university network from from every room on the student dorm and the, 
So uh, there was a, a group of students who, who were maintaining this this uh, SAP network of the of the university with a, with a Linux server, and they tried to to teach people about Linux, about installing Linux and this kind of thing. So I had my, by the time I think it was a, a 486 processor on my PC, and I I tried to install a, a Linux. So at the time it was Debian, I don't really remember what ver version it was. I remember you had something like uh, 10 or 15 floppy disks to perform the installation. You started with uh, the basic, the boot uh, floppy, and then from from then on you you started to configure the network and then try to connect to a server in order to download the different packages and build your system, etc. I remember that I spent many, many nights trying to install this Debian Linux on my, my PC. Of course, I never got to run X11 on this uh, very uh, low-end uh, PC at the time. But, well, I I succeeded to get uh, a terminal and, yes, feel the, that I had uh, a Unix on, on my PC in my dorm uh, next to my bed so I could uh, play all night long with this kind of things. And actually, I, I used the, the PC to just to telnet uh, to a real <laughs> Unix workstation and do some work uh, on there. At the time, I, I was using C++ mainly and uh, a little bit of latex for for word processing. And well, then I started to work on a, on a PhD. And at the time, I bought a, a brand new PC to work on on my PhD at the, at the beginning of the of the, of the PhD. And well, this time it was already a Pentium and with a little bit of RAM. So so I decided that I would work full time on Linux. So I built myself the PC from from parts that I bought, and well, I started to try to install this Debian thing again. And well, I had some problems. Uh, I I think I I couldn't even boot the PC using Debian. So I, I tried something else, and and somebody told me about this Red Hat thing, uh, for which you could get a CD and then install from from CD. So I, I did that. It worked, and and then well. I started using Red Hat for my PhD and well I spent uh, uh, all day long working on my PhD using this Red Hat PC which was very which actually had all what I needed to do my work so I well I won't give details about the contents of my PhD but I, I spent most of my time programming in in, in C++ although I tried some other programming languages just for fun during that time at the time, there was no really difference between uh, work and uh, and play, I, I should say. And well, I stayed on Red Hat for several years, and really I started to understand what free software was, uh, what were the, the advantages, the freedom that it uh, gives you, and, and this kind of thing. And I really became very fond of, of this. And since then, I, I have never stopped using, using free software, and I, I, I have had the chance to being able to continue using uh, Linux and free software on my everyday work uh, since since then, uh, up uh, until now, and it's been something like 15 years uh, now since I started using using Linux. Okay, well, I think I would stop here in terms of my my presentation uh, to the audience of the Hacker Public Radio, and well, I I, I hope I will have the, the time to to make some contributions to the to the network with uh, some other podcasts, and uh, in this in this podcast, I, I would like to to talk uh, a little bit about. Uh, 
programming languages. I like very, very much programming in different programming languages. I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very good programmer, but, well, I, I hope, uh, from language to language and, and try different things. And, uh, so I, I have, I have used many different languages and I would like to talk a little bit about my impressions and, and what I know about these different languages. I would also talk, uh, maybe about the Linux distributions, the different distributions that I have tried and what I like about them, etc. I also have a home server. I have been using this home server like my some kind of uh, private cloud for something like six months now. So I have a little bit of of experience now, and I can maybe give some advice to people thinking about having their own server at home and well I, I can also talk about other small things that I may come across things about of course programming hacking free software etc okay I think that's gonna do it for for this introductory episode if you want to get in touch with me you can send me an email to garjola at garjola.net garjola is spelled as g-a-r-j-o-l-a g-a-r J-O-L-A, Gargiola at Gargiola.net. Thank you for listening and uh, I hope to, I will talk to you again soon. Bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, Today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.